0: morning. It's Wednesday, May 25th. And, uh, I didn't do trading yesterday way down in the morning. Then it started to come back and the market kind of did this ebb and flow and, um, wound up, um, just, you know, again, I was down, but not at the, the lows of the day. The lows of the day were just depressing. So I went hiking. Um, then I laid some pine straw down, but, uh, there was an interesting company that was on CNBC this morning that I really, really liked. And and it kind of goes to um, sometimes what I do is uh, I, I do some education of, of, of kids and, and, you know, maybe some friends who kids who don't necessarily understand finance and blah, 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 the whole thing. One of the things that I see is that when kids don't understand finance, there's overdraft fees, they're paying percentages on credit cards, and they don't really understand what that cost is. Um, they just see, hey, you know, so I've got to pay fees. And they uh, kind of feel like it's the cost of doing business. Sorry, took a glass of water. Um, But um, it, it's not the cost of doing business. These are companies that are... Basically, charging you for um a f- just something. There are companies that don't charge you, and one of the companies is Chime, C H I M, as in Mary E. Um, this is a, a company that he he was very insistent. It was on uh, CNBC's disruptor list, um, and he was very. The CEO was very insistent that they are not a bank, um. They are a consumer company that partners with banks and partners with credit cards, <clears throat> but their um, fee-free banking is kind of the, uh, the, the, the word that they use. Let me get a drink of water. <clears throat> so he essentially fee-free banking. If you pay inter- So if you're paying interest on credit cards, um, this is a 0% interest credit card. I, I don't know the details about it, but if you've paid an overdraft fee in the last year, um, if you've paid interest on credit cards, if you've paid a fee to your bank um, for not having enough funds, for direct deposit, um, for checks, um, you know, for, to have a credit card, if you have a fee-based credit card, um, check out Chime. Look into it. it. It did seem like they were very consumer friendly. And, and, you know, one of the points was, well, how do you make money if you're not charging fees? And so they partner with uh, banks and they partner with Visa. Uh, and, for instance, their 0% credit, uh, interest-free credit credit card, um, they partner with Visa. And for every transaction, they take a portion of that uh, 2% that, that Visa um, makes. Um, my guess is also just knowing business the way that I do, they may be selling some consumer data because they're not a bank. Um, they may be able to sell some data. Now, personally, Visa's got that data. Other places have that data. I'm not necessarily worried about what they're they're collecting on me on my purchases and things. Maybe I'm just naive in that situation, but uh, if i were paying fees versus someone selling my data i'd probably take the the free banking just my opinion um but check it out I, again if any of the listeners here um it was just an interesting business and one of the things um uh i listened to a podcast called my first million um and and the two guys on there talk uh specifically about businesses and how to build businesses and what today's um venture capitalist system kind of looks like. Uh, love the podcast. I pick and choose it. I, I think the two guys have tremendous insight uh, into some things. And some of the guests that they have on, um, like they, they interviewed this guy um, who basically built a gym consulting business, but it's not quite a consulting business. Um, it's almost like a gym in a box kind of thing. And then um, he goes over how he did it. And how he makes money now. And how he basically makes money by not working. It's passive income for him at this point. Um, Because he's. You know. Gym owners basically come to him to. uh, Put their. 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 Their gym together. And start making money. So. uh, Again. My first million podcast. Chime. Uh, There's my public service. And fee. um, For. uh, For you to better yourself. Um uh, lo- I'm looking over my notes. Just minutes ago we got Dick Sporting Goods um came out with their earnings. They're getting killed. Um let me see Dick Sporting Goods. This is one that I think I brought up on the podcast before and um uh DKS is the symbol. Dick Sporting Goods Uh, This has been a free fall ever since, about February, just like most other stocks. Um, All of the purchases in the algorithm have been losses. Um, They are down at 28 on the uh, RSI, and the MACD is just shooting downward. I I would not buy this one right now. I think in pre-market, it's down at, uh, let's see, DKS. I think it was at 60. yeah, it's at 62 right now. It it t- looks like it touched 58 um, right as earnings came out. One of the things I will say is any market reaction typically is an overreaction. So this does have 20% short interest. So there is a huge amount of short interest on this one. Um, their PE ratio is 5.13. Um, They announced good earnings per se, blah, blah, blah. But what's killing them is their inventories and their go forward. Um, they, they did say that, that uh, inflation and cost of goods is, is costing them, um, kind of similar to every other retailer. The exception is um, Chanel, uh, Nordstrom. Luxury brands seem to be doing very good with holding their price, holding their margins, and uh not having inflated inventories. So um one of the things with Dick Sporting Goods and with Target in particular is their outdoor sales, uh significantly down. So that indicates that maybe over you know time, how much patio furniture do you really need? Do you need to refresh every year? Um, you know, your tennis racket, does that last every year? Your golf clubs, do you need one every year? Or did you just buy them maybe in the last two years and you don't need them now? And then maybe some of these businesses did a bad job in um, pulling inventory. Uh, One of the things that I saw was uh, Target has patio furniture for 40% off. You're in the freaking springtime. This is peak patio furniture season and you don't run 40% off sales during peak patio season furniture um, you know, sale. That's that's for summer. That's like August time frame where you run that 40% off sale. So obviously there's some been some miss um misassumptions by uh some of these retailers for what consumers want. That again hurts. Did they, you know, last year was there supply chain issues and they didn't pull it forward and they thought, oh, demand is going to be still up this year. Uh, you know, who knows? But Again, Nordstrom killed earnings. Um, The luxury and upper brands may not be affected. It's one of two things. The luxury brands may not be affected because the upper echelon of the society here have not been affected as much as the lower end. So your Dick's Sporting Goods, your Targets, your uh, everyday. But again, um, uh, TJ Maxx uh, reported great earnings. But Ross reported crappy earnings and guided forward lower. So maybe it's just a brand thing. Who knows? Maybe it's just a CEO, you know, over the CEOs are overpaid and they're doing bad things. Who knows? But, um, that's an interesting one. And again, I wanted to point out Dick's it's already up at 63. Uh, again, it touched 58. Any reaction in this market is an overreaction. Um, in in my mind i think you see dick's probably close at about i would guess 64 or 65 not enough for me to take a chance on them i haven't you know i i think the last time i bought anything at dick's was uh god i want to say f- 6 years ago 7 years ago um great great store i i do like the quality of their things they they do get you know most of the latest uh items that you want to buy, uh it's just you pay a price for it. I, I kind of consider them almost a luxury uh retailer just because the the clothing that they charge for is higher end. So it is what it is. But um i bought some stuff there. I've liked it. I, I just don't think that it's my kind of thing. But again, Dick Sporting Goods, it's already up yeah, it's close to sixty four now. Um So that sticks Sporting's Goods Nordstrom. Big news of the morning is Apple. Um, And I think this is weighing on the market and I think it's weighing on Apple. Um, Their development cycles in China have been uh, hurt. So what this tells me is iPhone 14, probably not as big a jump as what we would normally see. They may start integrating some of the older technology, just because the newer technology isn't available um, to make the phones. So may, they may speed the iPhone 14 into production um, without some of the developments that they were planning on. And that may uh, mean an iPhone 14 S that comes about maybe in March or so. Um, so uh, just some thoughts on that one. Again, if, if it's slowing down Apple, it's slowing down everybody else. Cisco CEO was on CNBC specifically saying, hey, China's a bigger issue than most people know. Um, and, and they, in particular, Cisco, um, he was talking about their um, power supplies and how the supply chain in China, they can't get power supplies for some of their products. They are currently in development of uh, a new supply chain for their own personal power supplies. Um, so, you know, it, it's those little things that you tend to not think about that, that are, you know, this global supply chain where China shuts down. And honestly, China said, hey, we're opening up back June 1st. Nobody necessarily believes that one, um, because what does opening up mean? Because they still have a zero COVID policy. So, who knows? Uh, what's actually going to happen. But uh, that's kind of the macro news on this one. Uh, one other macro news. Um, there was a, a report out this morning that several strategists are putting the year-end S&P target at 4,400. The S&P right now is at 3,900. So that indicates about a 10%, 11% move. Um, the beginning of the year S&P targets, I think were around 4,800 to 5,000. Um, that was kind of the the estimate. N- nobody in their right mind is thinking that we're hitting five thousand by the end of the year at this point. Um, I, I think Tom Lee is still in that realm. I would kind of point to him as crazy again. Tom Lee has been fantastic and great. I would put him in the category of crazy if he thinks that we're going to hit five thousand on the S and P with uh, a potential food shortage, uh, oil crisis coming up, um, and, and everything that's kind of gone on um, in, in, in this stuff. So, uh, we're getting durable goods right now. It's 830. So, uh, Centelli is on screaming about durable goods. Um, so, uh, let's look at some stocks here. Um, Tesla was one I wanted to look at because I've been telling everybody Tesla is a great buy under a thousand and it has continued to just slide. Um, this is, is weighing Shanghai is weighing on them. The RSI is down around 30. Uh, Again, when you got to this point um, previously, and when I look at, I'm looking at a four-hour chart on this one, and we're down around 622, this 600 kind of level seems to be a support right here all the way back from July 23rd. Um, There does seem to be support here around the the 600 level. And and I will say 600 may break 600, you know, 600 because there is a a, a point where it gets to 546. So there's a little drop down there. There's another drop down to 565, but there does seem to be some bottoming here at about the 600 level from both March, 2021 and uh, June, 2021. Um, that seems to be a, a pretty good support level. Let me put in an auto fib. Um, so the Fibonacci, uh, one level is 612 um, uh, down from here and another level is 521. So like I said, if if I look at the Fibonacci, there's a, a 5, 612 and a 521. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this auto fib. I think it works sometimes, but it does give you an idea of where that is. Um, I would say if you're looking to put in some money in here, um, you're at 30 on the RSI. This MACD hasn't been this low since uh, you know, the 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 turn down at 900 where it ran back up to 1200. Um, it's crazy how low this is. This is uh, Elon getting messed up in 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 some uh scandals in the Twitter world. Um, let's look at Twitter, and we talked about Twitter yesterday where uh i again his uh no background no due diligence nothing the board has him by the balls if you will 54 is the purchase price so we'll see what what that actually does um but uh, you know again twitter was a buy in yesterday's candle let me see yeah Yesterday's morning candle, like I said, that, that MACD crossed up thirty-six ninety-four. You're at thirty-five seventy-eight in pre-market. Let me see where you're at in pre-market. Um Twitter. In pre-market, you're at thirty-five eighty-four right now. Thirty-five seventy-six is where you closed. So um there's an option there. I'm not necessarily I'm gonna wait to see what this uh what some news happens. If there's some news and it's under 40 again and the news is good, I may go in. Elon at this point might just say, hey, sue me. Whatever. I'm pulling out. Um, but that's that one. Um, let's look at, you do, do, do Costco? What did Costco do yesterday? I don't even know. But with consumer, um, Costco looks like it went up. Um, you're still not a buy. The MACD is going to cross up this morning at about 4.37. It's almost perfect timing for May 26th. And again, they could come out with, you know, like every other retailer that's come out and, and some bad news on the consumer. Uh, but I believe, remember, Costco makes the majority of their earnings are from membership fees. Um, they will be hurt by probably prices and, and, and some supply chain issues. Um, Maybe they have too much patio furniture. Maybe they have too much inventory. But have you been to a Costco on a Saturday? It's still freaking crazy. Um, The amount of people that go to Costco is just, it's overwhelming. And we looked up the amount of uh, members yesterday. I forget what it was, 200 million members, something like that. Um, But their earnings are coming up. Uh, This looks like a bounce right here. That MACD is just so far down. The RSI, by the way, is 34, um, which it hasn't been this way since the stock was selling for um, back in February 2022. So just this past February, right before earnings, ironically, it was down here at about 32 Um, and we had a buy at 514, which led you all the way up to 590 and a 15% gain. Uh, on the MACD, on that one, the uh, algorithm. By the way, the algorithm on this stock, Um, just so you know, and again, if we have a buy here on the morning candle, the algorithm performance chart, Uh, if you bought and hold, you made 40% over 1,000 candles. If you use the algorithm, you made 55%. So the algorithm actually beats um, Costco on this one. And that's because uh, Costco has such big up and down fluctuations um, they run down for a very long time, and they run up for a very long time. So, you basically have been uh, gaining this one, and it hasn't seen the huge pandemic. Like it, it ran up p- uh, pre-pandemic and just kept running and running and running. Um, so, but you you know you had these drawdowns. Like this last drawdown was uh, buying at four ninety six and a thirteen percent loss. So. Costco is one um, snap yesterday brought everything down kind of like we said um, I'm not even gonna look at snap, but let's see. Well, I am gonna look at snap. There's a gap down here from um, Looks like 22 down to 14. So you do have a gap that probably will be filled at some point Um You know, again, gaps don't always get filled. You've got significant gaps uh, down all the way down because, you know, you're pre-IPO level on this one. So, Snap did bring things down. I still say Facebook is a buy under 200. You are at 181 right now. Ironically, yesterday in the morning candle, you got a buy at 180 and then you had a sell um, for a 1% loss yesterday. Um, but you're at 181.28, so um, I would say Facebook. Anything under 200. Facebook's RSI is at 37. It's just again this market. You, if you're willing to take the chance, take the chance. Um, I'd rather wait until the fifth inning and make five percent in this kind of market than wait for then you know buy in the first inning and potentially lose five to ten percent. So uh, I'm holding off on things like Facebook and and stuff like that. Uh, let's look at MU, Micron Technologies. Um, they, yesterday, still not a buy. Let's take a look at Zim. Zim, I posted an article on Twitter about Zim, and a very po- positive article that says that um, Zim has continued earnings. Uh, right now, you're in Zim at 64. It's at 69. I think I said yesterday anything under 70. Kind of get it. I would I would say that's probably a, a a good buy. Um but again, technology is one that's getting hit right now. The RSI is at 63, your MACD is high. Uh you could probably get this one back down to 65 at some point. But uh they have their catalyst is the dividend ex-dividend date on May 27th. Uh it's not a significant dividend from what I remember, but let me see. Um yeah. Wow, is it 32% dividend yield? Hold on. I don't I don't think that's right. It says 32% dividend yield. Um dividend 32%. It's 32% on Fidelity, 32% on FinViz. Um God, what is it? It is $2.85. Remember, you're gonna go down $2.85. But that's not thirty-two percent of sixty-nine whatever. I think that's including the seventeen dollar dividend that they gave last time. But either way, the dividend X date is coming up. Um it it's it's got upside according to analysts. The fifty-two week high is March seventeenth at ninety-one dollars. Um that is where uh March seventeenth at ninety-one dollars. Um that is where we got the ex-dividend date drop down on March 22nd, where they paid a $17 dividend. And you have the gap from 85, where it closed, to 79, the day after that it opened. And ever since then, it's been going down. Again, you had a buy-in here at 56. Um, you had a buy right now at 64. So that's a good one. Um SBLK, I saw flying around as one of the most active as well. You're in this one at $30 um, as of May 16th. I told you about this one. Their earnings um, were uh, yesterday. Earnings surprise plus 20%. So let's look at SBLK. Um, they are up in pre market. They closed at $32.79, they're up to $33. This was a great play for earnings. Their ex-dividend date is June 2nd. Um, Their dividend yield is 24%. Is it really a $2 dividend? Wow. Um, But you'll start to see that one. SBLK is a great one we've been covering. Again, you had a buy here at $30 um, on May 16th. Well worth the buy on this one because you're up 10% right now. Um, Plus, you have a dividend if it is a $2 dividend, you've got a $2 dividend on a $30 stock, which is fantastic. Um, so uh, that's a great one. Um, let's look at VET Vermillion. Uh, because I think this one, yeah, you're still in this one at $20.40, but it dipped down below 20 yesterday. yesterday. Um, let's look at Fang. Fang's got a great dividend. Diamondback Energy. Again, oil is up this morning. You're in this one as of uh, yesterday, or I'm sorry, Monday, 132.23. It's at 136. Um, Let's look at CRK, some of our uh, agriculture plays. CRK, um, you're still in at 1664. It's selling at 1722. Um, That MACD is down. The the RSI is slightly up at 59. Not sure I'd take a chance on this one, but let's look at our other. Uh, Comstock resources, which is, uh, uh, Comstock CRK. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That's the one I was looking at. Oh, mosaic MOS. is the other one. Uh, sorry. I I lost my train of thought. So this is interesting in that yesterday morning, I kind of said, Hey, there's going to be a MACD cross up here. It was 5988. It got you out in the afternoon. With a MACD cross down. That's how volatile this market is, by the way. Um, This one was up in the morning, down. You've got a dividend X date of June 1st. Let's see what their uh, uh, yield is. 1%. So it's not a huge dividend. But you've got a 1% yield. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know that that's necessarily a catalyst. But you wouldn't be in it according to the algorithm. I'd probably stay out of this one. Again, you've got a 52-week high around 78 on this one. Let's see. It is exactly 79.28 on April 18th. So um, let's look at uh, Citibank, which is an interesting one. I posted a great article, by the way, um, about following Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett, you know, put a lot of money into Citibank um I do believe that that Warren Buffett is is one to be followed somebody asked me the other day I think it was actually on vacation um where they asked me hey um you know what are the best trades that you've made some of the best trades I've made was in 2008 when Warren Buffett bought Bank of America um I think at $5 I followed him and wound up getting it the day after he announced it at about $3 um just because Again, it was on the brink. Uh, maybe I got it at four dollars. I forget the but I ran it all the way up to twenty-five dollars within what five, six, seven years. Um, which is a great, great return. Uh, you know, I followed him into Occidental Petroleum. Uh, my belief is that that's gonna be a great return as well. Uh that might be a one year um investment for me just because I think oil is going to continue to be the commodity that it is and Supply will eventually meet up with demand. Right now, supply uh, can't meet the demand. So you're going to start to see it, it, it kind of shoot up. But eventually, you're going to see supply hit demand. That's just the inevitability of a commodity is supply will uh, outpace demand and, and price will come down. Hopefully, I'm not still in the energy names with that. But again, uh, Devon Energy is one that, that I believe you're down uh, below 70 on this one. Like I said, anything below 70 in my mind, I think you're buying. Um, let's look at UCO from yesterday. Uh, and let's look at the hollow rhythm to see. Yeah, you're still in UCO at 174.39. It's kind of just been trading sideways. The volume perspective is not there. The volume was there in March when it ran all the way up. But I'm not seeing volume spikes. Um, Monday, there was a slight volume spike in the morning on the four-hour candle, but I'm just not seeing a huge spike on that one. Um, Devon Energy, let's see if you're a buy in the algorithm. I think you are still. Uh, yeah, there's a buy here at 64. Uh, it's trading around 70 right now. Uh, I think anything under 70, you kind of you kind of pull the trigger on this one. Um, Morgan Stanley, one that I own. Uh, again, banks are probably in favor. Um yesterday we got we got a buy here at eighty two sixty eight and you're still in that one. The MACD is still up, but eighty two sixty eight is kind of you know eighty two dollars is where it's trading today. Let's see Morgan Stanley on the pre market. Eighty one seventy eight you're looking at eighty one seventy three. So You're looking at uh, below the algorithm on that one. I still think that, you know, anything financial five years from now, you're out happy. Um, Apple, let's look at the algorithm on Apple. You're Well, ironically, yesterday morning at 140, $140 and 81 cents. That's the algorithm buy on Apple. Um, It probably will trigger a sale. Today's candle, um, I would think, will trigger a sale. I don't know for sure, but it, it very well might. Uh, but a, again, yesterday morning, $140.81. The last one, two, three, four algorithm purchases have been for a loss on this one. Performance chart, over 1,000 candles. The algorithm made you 57% with 25 positions, uh, 12 wins, and 13 losses. So you made 57%. Meanwhile, you only won 12 of thirteen, twelve of 25. So just under 50%, um, 73% if you bought and hold this one. Again, I don't trade the algorithm on this one, but it's a good option if you want to protect yourself from the downside. And you can always make your decision as to whether to buy, you know, there were a couple of buys here, like uh, April 29th, I probably wouldn't have bought at 161 just because of the downside. Um, May 3rd, probably wouldn't have bought at 159 just because of the downside. May 17th at 146. I definitely probably would have bought it. Got me out the next day um, with a 3% loss um, and it continued the downside. But again, 140 uh, is probably, you know, five years from now. Are you upset that you bought 140? Probably not. Um, Again, it's Apple. Uh, I could have said that about GE in the 70s, could have said that about Exxon in the 80s. I could have said that about AT&T over the last 40 years and not made any money. But again, I think it's Apple. Um, This is a behemoth. It's the number one held stock. You do have an increase in volume that's coming up here. So you got a MACD cross up. It might get you out, but at 140, I think you get in there. Um, uh, Exxon, uh, up slightly in the pre-market. Exxon, you're in at 91.77. In the algorithm, CVX, um, you are in at 166 on the algorithm. Like I said, anything under uh, 170 on this one, I think you can safely buy. Uh, their ex dividend date is passed. There's no real catalyst on this one. Two names that are up in the pre market, QCLN and Ruth, as part of, part of my portfolio. Um, neither one has a buy in the algorithm. They're both sales. Actually, QCLN trading at about $50. Uh May 16th there's a buy at $49. So again, I would play this market just carefully. We've got a uh 2:30 you're getting the Fed meeting uh minutes. Uh there typically isn't anything that moves the markets in that because you already know the decision of the Fed, but uh any, you know, there are algorithms that dissect this stuff. So Anything that's said on the negative side is going to um, get a highlight in this market. Anything said on the positive side, they're going to just ignore. Um, So, again, uh, I think you've got opportunities. I would play Uvixi um, just until, you know, uh, you've got... It's... (laughs) Uvixi shot up here at about, what... um, it looks like 7:36. Doesn't look like anything in particular. It's been on the downslide. It closed at 1575. It's trading at 1621. The VIX is at 30. That's where it wants to sit. So when you see it under 30, you play UVIXI. When you see it over 30, you play S VIXI. Um, either one. But you can scalp this one fairly easily if you want to just scalp it on the on a minute candle. Um, that's where i would i would lead you to um there's a bond uh fund h y g high yield bond fund uh let's see how this performs in the algorithm. they mentioned this one a lot on c n b c by the way um you had a buy at seventy six seventy eight uh the macd's kind of crossing up it's kinda going up, but this has been a losing trade for uh God, let's see the yield is four point five eight percent, so uh in the algorithm, you lost four point three three percent over a thousand candles um you lost six point two seven by just buying and holding, so you're getting four percent back, but you're losing six percent on your actual capital um I think this one might be a good one to buy they they kind of Pointed out as a late trade on on CNBC a lot. The RSI is at 52. Um, It's kind of on its way up. Again, the algorithm has a buy at 76, 78. I would probably wait to buy this at 75. My guess is that you can get this at about 75 to $76. If you wanted to buy it, it's a bond fund. Bonds will inevitably be going up with the Fed raising rate. So uh, even though... Bond rates have been going up, and this one has been steadily going down since February. So uh, it's been getting killed. There hasn't been a win in this one since. Let me see. The last trade that won was December 3rd, and you got out with a gain. You bought at 86. You sold at 87. So you haven't won a lot in this one. But the average win is 1.05%. The average loss is 0.58%. Uh, but you've lost quite a bit over the last um, year. Again, the algorithm is 4, 4.33% uh, loss, but you're getting a dividend yield of 458 So you're protecting your capital. But you're not beating inflation. So... It is what it is. Um, I will be back tomorrow. Again, I think you, Vixy is your play again today. I think there will start to be that, that Vix might hit 35. I think we're going to start to see some, some bad news. Um, oh, by the way, that HYG has a 57% short value against it. Interesting. Just to give you an idea, let's look at GMA. GMA has 21% short interest in it. Um, AMC has a 19% short interest in it. So HYG is shorted significantly. Just thought that's an interesting one. That's why you're seeing it, by the way, brought down so much is because shorts are just playing this one. Um, Looks like we are in for a lower open. Um, I'm seeing 1% down pretty much across the board with some higher. Um, Nothing really gaining energy is gaining slightly. Um, but, uh, QCLN, Ruth is up 2%. Um, so not a super positive market this morning. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, again, read those articles that I posted on Twitter. Um, there was one about Zim with a positive spin and one about following Warren Buffett with some great stock, uh, you know, stock picks in there. Uh, there was also one about. Uh, high yield, um, uh, megaphone, or mega cap stocks. Let me see what is it. I'll look at look at it real quick. Um, the, it was there's one XLG, uh, which is following Warren Buffett. Um, the seven blue chip stocks with dividends to buy before June. This is a great article. I like this. Um, IBM, TJX, NXP. Uh, Lumen Technologies, McDonald's, Merck and City, all of them I like. They have great dividends. Um, I think these are, um, you know, IBM, business is solid. I, I think that's a good play. It, you know, IBM has been just one of those companies that just hasn't done anything. TJX, great earnings, benefiting from high inflation. Um, they are great at supply chains. NXP Semiconductors reported strong Q1 results, getting a lift from powerful demand in automotive chips. Lumen Technologies, Networking Cloud Company, solid blue chick name, uh, well-equipped to survive the turbulence of tech stocks. McDonald's, 46-year um, of history of dividend increases. Merck, uh, continued benefits from strong sales of its anti-cancer drug, uh, Keytruda for some time, Keytruda. Citi, stocks should rally. Um, they're becoming more upbeat about the economy, I- increased uh, interest rates. Warren Buffett just bought that one. So those seven names are great. So you do have opportunities in this market. I, I don't know that you're necessarily bottom feeding because I do think that we still have room to go on the downside. But again, five years from now, do you care that you bought at you know 11 dollars and, and when it went down to 10? You know J.P. Morgan's a good example. Um, Josh Brown yesterday said JP Morgan um, trading in the low 100s, 120. Uh, We've got a buy at 125.67 on the algorithm on this one. Um, I've traded this one in the past around $80 up to $100. It just fluctuated there. This one may be trading between 120 and 140. Um, Let's see the auto fib on this one. Um, Yeah, the bottom of the auto fib is at 118.90. Um, and the next one is 122, uh, 124.67, which is above our algorithm price. So, again, pick and choose, but there's opportunities out there. Great ones to look at. If you want to do a scanner, by the way, um, go to FinViz. You guys don't have access unless you have TrendSpider. But if you go to FinViz and you look at the screener, um, you can find stocks that are trading uh, off of their lows uh, significantly. Um, you can look at, uh, gaps. You can look at change from open. Uh, you can look at 20 day moving average. Um, you can look at, there is a 50 day simple moving average. You can look at all of these things. And if you don't know how to, how to do this, hit me up on Twitter. I'll kind of guide you. I can always look at this stuff, but you can look at, um, how far off they are, the valuation of companies you can look at. Um, You can sort, you know, the top Dow Jones uh, or the top NASDAQ stocks by valuation Um, and anything that's trading four or five times earnings that has solid earnings and is an established company. I, I think at this point in time, you're safe to buy it. Just my thought. Take care. Thanks for listening.